0: Hello, welcome to the Academy of Consultation Liaison Psychiatry podcast series, where we discuss all things related to CL psychiatry important clinical updates, interviews with leaders in the field, and new CL psychiatry research. I'm your host, Sahil Munjal, a CL psychiatrist and representing the ACLP Online Education Subcommittee. In this first series of podcasts, we will invite three members from the Evidence Based Guidelines Subcommittee to share their recent annotations on three timely papers in the areas of climate change, integrated care, and HIV. The annotations review important papers covering diverse content areas in CL psychiatry and are updated every quarter. You can also find these annotations on the ACLB website. So let's get started. We will have Dr. Jay Gandhi discuss an article titled "Comparison of Teleintegrated Care and Telereferral Care for Treating Complex Psychiatric Disorders in Primary Care: A Pragmatic Randomized Comparative Effectiveness Trial," published in JAMA Psychiatry, 2021, by Fortney et al. Dr. Gandhi, can you do a quick introduction of yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, Dr. Munjal, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm um, a consultation liaison trained psychiatrist that works in the outpatient setting at the Rocky Mountain Regional VA. Um, I'm affiliated with the University of Colorado as well as UT Southwestern um, as well as Meharry Medical College Um, and I am excited to be here and and to talk about some of you know this article and um, you know I've had the opportunity to be part of the ACLP Um, Guidelines and Evidence-Based Medicine Subcommittee for about one year at this point. Um, I have a variety of scholarly interests, but primarily I'm really interested in the intersection between psychiatry and structural forces. Um, So for those of you familiar with the idea um, and concept of structural competency Mm -hmm. um, and for the purposes of ACLP, uh, what I've primarily been writing on um, for the annotations um, is uh, collaborative and integrated care.
0: All right, Sounds good Dr. gandhi. can you give us an overview of tele integrated collaborative care tele referral care or enhanced uh, care referral as referred in this article and other models of care relevant to uh, this particular article you'll be discussing for the listeners who may not be familiar with this terminology and subsequently discuss a little bit about the background of the study
1: absolutely glad glad to kind of dive in a little bit here mm-hmm. um you know as as many of our listeners are are probably familiar, Um, the idea of collaborative care has has really taken off um, this model um, kind of initially out of the University of Washington, um, where a team of providers, including the patient's PCP, a care manager, and a psychiatric consultant work together to provide evidence-based mental health care. There's a plethora of evidence um, that has emerged on the effectiveness of this model over usual care in um, treating mm-hmm. patients with a variety of mental illnesses. And so that that provides the backdrop, You know, thinking about collaborative care as a useful model to scale up care and provide population level care. Um, now, one of the things that's interesting is that within the VA, um, it has an approach um, that kind of falls into that bigger umbrella of collaborative and integrated care. Um, and it basically allows for experts to kind of get directly involved in patient care Whereas the collaborative care model um, often involves a care manager being the primary contact with patients. Now, the ideas within this article, the idea of teleintegrated care and tele-referral care um, parallel with with these ideas. So um, teleintegrated care um, is kind of the telehealth parallel of the collaborative care model where we've got primarily a care manager and a psychiatric consultant that's a little more removed um, providing um, evidence-based recommendations to the PCP, and then we have the tel- tele-referral care, which you know is kind of what it sounds like, but a telehealth version, where you refer a patient into pro- uh, receiving a specialty level of care right. from either a psychiatrist or a psychologist.
0: All right, that sounds good. So the study really is designed to identify the best approach to deliver tele mental health care services to primary care clinics. Uh, They had about 1,000 patients and half were randomly allocated to collaborative care and half were assigned to the enhanced referral. Now let's go over the study design and methodology.
1: Absolutely. Um, So this study took place um, over 12 federally qualified health centers in three states and covered 24 primary care clinics. It was an incredibly inclusive trial. So the goal of this trial was to specifically get a better understanding of the ability for these types of models to provide uh, evidence-based care to patients with more complex psychiatric disorders. And specifically what they were looking at was post-traumatic stress disorder and or bipolar disorder. And they were very, very inclusive. So their exclusion criteria were pretty very, a very understandable exclusion criteria, including like if you were under 18 years old and you were not qualified to be in the trial, if you were unable to communicate in English or Spanish, if you could not consent, um, or if you had no future visits planned within the health center. Um, and then the most common reason for exclusion was actually that if a patient was already receiving pharmacotherapy from a mental health specialist, right. um, but otherwise even if you had other mental health diagnoses um beyond bipolar disorder or post-traumatic stress disorder, if you weren't receiving care from a mental health specialist, you were welcome to be included in this trial as long as you met the inclusion criteria on top of that.
0: Sounds like a pretty wide inclusion criteria and and also sounds like uh, if the psychiatric medications were being prescribed in primary care settings, that is that is okay to be included yes, in this exactly.
1: Way. Um and so. Absolutely. So if primary care provider was the one providing medications, then they were absolutely allowed to be part of this trial.
0: Great. Uh, What were the outcomes uh, that they looked at?
1: Um, So, you know, um, and just to be clear, so what they did was, you know, they um, screened patients and then they randomized them to, you know, what we previously talked about, the tele-integrated care or the tele-referral care arms. Um, And so after randomization, um, you know, they would be assessed via the Veteran's RAND 12-item Health Survey Mental Component Summary, uh, which throughout the rest of the article was referred to as the MCS. Um, and that, that scale um, has a few different domains that it assesses, including physical and mental health domains, perceptions of general health, your physical functioning, any role limitations you have due to physical problems, role limitations you might have due to emotional problems, bodily pain, fatigue, social functioning, as well as mental health. And so this was seen as the primary outcome, which kind of captured this very wide um, swath of symptomatology and right. function. Um, on top of this primary outcome that they were interested in, they really wanted to get a sense of how individual disorders and symptom um, symptom profiles improved over the course of the trial or didn't improve over the course of the trial. And so they got very specific. Um, so for PTSD, they used the checklist five. Um, for bipolar disorder, they did the Altman mania rating scale. They assessed depressive symptoms with the Hopden's Hopkins symptom checklist. Um, They assessed mood state with the internal state scale. They assessed anxiety with the generalized anxiety disorder seven scale. They assessed recovery with the recovery assessment scale. And the last thing that they were really interested in as well was patient's perception of having access to care. And then on top of those things, they also um, uh, checked in on medication adverse effects and side effects.
0: All right, looks like they used a lot of skills. You know, there's few interesting things when I looked at the uh, the population uh, that they enrolled in the in the study. It, it was you know primarily a rural and underserved population, and the patients that were enrolled had uh, baseline MCS scores that were two standard deviations below the national mean. So this is a population that uh, you know wasn't doing well, and and you know lower scores mean that there's more impairment and 66% of the of the population lived below the 2016 federal poverty level, and 83% were publicly insured or uninsured. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a population uh, that has issues with access to care. Uh, let's now briefly discuss the results of the study. Absolutely.
1: Um, and so, as you highlighted, you know, th- this was a patient population um, that from some additional expert level of, um, recommendation and, and, and care. Um, and what they found, you know, they, they initially hypothesized, they, they hypothesized that with this level of complexity, that you really needed to do referral care to have improved outcomes in your mental health symptomatology. And, um, they did, as they did the trial and they completed it, they actually found... To, to their surprise, um, that both teleintegrated integrated care and tele-referral care, both models of care, led to significant improvements across nearly every domain. Um, so recovery, depression, anxiety, mania, mood state, the adverse uh, events, um, all of these were statistically um, uh, statistically significant improvements for the patients, and statistically insignificant between. Tele collaborative care and tele tele integrated care and tele referral care, um, which was which was really exceptional and an incredible finding. And you know we'll talk in a moment about what the implications of those findings are. The one thing to note that you may have noticed that I left out of that was PTSD. Mm-hmm. They did find that with PT tele referral care did lead to statistically significant significantly better outcomes compared to tele-integrated care. And the other fascinating thing, again, with the assumption that with tele-referral care, you're going to be getting uh, a higher level of intensity and frequency of care. Um, nonetheless, the perceived access to care was not significantly different between these two models of intervention. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I just also want to highlight uh, that the both uh, groups experienced a large and clinically meaningful improvements in their MCS scores. Uh, you know, uh, the COENS-D was um, uh, 0.81 and 0.90 for uh, collaborative care and enhanced referral, respectively. That suggests there were uh, very large effect sizes. Typically, you know, you don't really see that in a lot of like medication trials that we do in psychiatry. So those, those results were truly impressive. Uh, Dr. Gandhi, how are these findings relevant to the CL psychiatrist? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think this is such an important question. Anytime you know we as CL
1: psychiatrists are consuming information, when we're reading the data, staying up with all of these different publications, uh, we really want to ask ourselves, you know, why? Why do? Why does this article matter to me? Um, you know. You know, one of the things highlighted at the beginning of the article is that only one-third of patients with complex psychiatric disorders engage in specialty mental health care, and only one-tenth receive adequate treatment in primary care. And mm-hmm. so this trial suggests that with just an implementation of an arm that would demand a lot of psychiatrist time, we can have significant improvements in patient outcomes. Um and so again, highlighting that between the tele-integrated care and the tele-referral care arms, it was statistically insignificant except for PTSD. Um, and the huge takeaway is that, given that this was statistically insignificant between the two arms, we want to look at the number of encounters between these two arms. And so the authors did an analysis of of the number of encounters between the arms, and so the mean number of encounters for patients in the tele-integrated care arm was 1.4 compared to the tele-enhanced referral care, um, which was 4.3 encounters. And that tells you that for any given patient, we can have, you know, assuming that they don't have PTSD in the context of this Mm -hmm. trial, that we can give them a level of care that requires less psychiatrist time and have equivalent and equivalent and statistically significant, and clinically significant improvement in outcomes, which really lets us know that this is this is the way that we can scale up access to care and mm-hmm. really get patients with complex psychiatric disorders um, access to their needed level of intervention.
0: Right. What are your thoughts that uh, you know the the exception uh, was PTSD, where the uh, tele-enhanced referral had better outcomes. Why do you think that may be the case?
1: Yeah, you know, I think as we continue to look at and study PTSD, um, we understand more and more the important role that psychotherapy plays, mm-hmm. the evidence-based psychotherapies that we have for PTSD, whether we're talking about cognitive processing therapy or prolonged exposure or EMDR, that really PTSD benefits from these high-intensity high types of therapies, Um Maybe even more so, and again, you know, the, the, the data, you know, remains to kind of bear this out, but right. maybe even more so than our medications do. And so that means that that, that higher level of intervention, that specialty level of contact, um, PTSD in particular, needs that um, to really see the types of improvements that we want to see in that in that patient population.
0: Right. That's been my experience as well. Uh, you know, patients with PTSD definitely do better in specialized care settings where the uh, psychiatrists or psychologists are more adept in using evidence-based psychotherapy for them. Uh, in addition to all all the things that you mentioned, there are a few other interesting findings for me. Uh, you know, one of that is that uh, the study uh, used measurement-based care, which is uh, very important Um and and the other interesting highlight was the the engagement which was same in both groups and the outcomes were equally as good uh, which may not be true for other situations uh, certainly in my practice i do some hiv collaborative care and it's always challenging to find specialty mental health care follow up uh you know in the study the the enhanced uh, referral was not technically off uh, site so this may have led to uh, better engagement. Um, uh, any thoughts on how the study relates to previous studies? Uh, you know, addressing this topic.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is a this is a really great question and and really really great points that you're that you're bringing up. Um, and so, you know, in relation to kind of what we expect around engagement, you know, one of the things that we know it, it is difficult. Um, especially in the context of of serious mental illness, to really get patients engaged in the care, get them good Um, follow-up. And one of the things that this trial did was for those patients that were having trouble enrolling in tele-referral care, you know, they started to kind of reach out via phone calls. And one of the things that seems evident about this trial in particular that differentiates it from other trials where we've tried to engage patients with serious mental illness is the telehealth component of this, the ease of access that is allowed to patients when we can meet patients where they're at through these telehealth means, really seems to make an impact. I think this is something that that people, you know, across the country are noticing in the context of the pandemic, as telehealth um, has become a common means of delivering psychiatric care we're seeing an ability to engage with patients who've previously struggled um, to significantly engage. And, you know, given the limitations, you know, some of our patient populations with with serious mental illness um, and with other psychiatric disorders, um, you know, we we see these social determinants of health that play such a big role in their well-being. And when our clinics can't accommodate their level of need, uh, you know, we see these difficulties with engagement. Um, In regards to past trials, you know, past trials have struggled to like really uh, show that these types of cares can work for serious mental illness. And so this really is an important, um, you know, potentially gonna be a landmark trial um, for the future of psychiatric um, care delivery um, with the hope that these these results can be replicated in future trials to demonstrate that the way that we as psychiatrists move forward in giving patients who need access to care access is going to be through these methods that allow one psychiatrist to provide care to a a large population of
0: patients um, through the use of collaborative care models. These are great points, Dr. Gandhi. And certainly the COVID-19 pandemic has led to the widespread adoption of telepsychiatry, and the study adds to the benefits of telepsychiatry given there's lack of uh, uh, access for uh, mental health providers. And certainly from a population perspective, you know this uh, uh, integrated collaborative care approach more efficiently uses the scarce uh, resource of specialty mental health providers. Uh, however, the one of the limitations of, of the study uh, that I looked at did not. Uh, you know the study did not report the relative cost of the two approaches. Uh, you know the the tele integrated collaborative care versus the enhanced referral, uh, and and that certainly should be something that future studies should look at and maybe a factor in in establishing uh, which uh, which uh, you know, which approach uh, the clinics uh, choose to implement. Uh, You know, thank you so much, Dr. Gandhi, uh, for coming on the podcast and, uh, you know, kind of doing a deeper dive into the study. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for tuning into the ACLB podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes.